Hello and good evening to the Turn In podcast um, coming at you just straight after um, Dundalk's, I suppose, disappointing draw with Longford at Bishopsgate. Um, joining me tonight for the moment is just Gally. Gally, how are you? Are we well? Not too bad. Not too bad. And not too bad. Um, Gally, another game, another mistake, uh, goalkeeping mistake again. Um, these are really starting to cost us this league. What was your thoughts on that game? Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, I, I, it's awful to sit here again. We're after having a draw. It's away from home. Long for a decent, but again, we're coming back to a keeper error. You know, the, mm. the first goal, you know, just just aside from keeper error, we actually started really poor. I actually thought we, st- we started the game pretty poor anyway. You know, yeah. keeper errors aside, I don't think we got into the game till well on in the match. Um, but if you've got, if you've got a situation where Longford, so Longford pick up that, that first goal. Longford pick up the ball, bit ten yards inside their own half from a shot, not a shocking pass, but a noble cook pass from Junior to Shields, and they're able yeah. to run the length of the field. He's able, he's able to run with a camera with the player for minutes, and a very simple pass. Now, to me, it looked completely innocuous. I thought clearly he was going to just, just shield the mouse. It almost looked like he, he shot in slow motion. I don't know what. Mm. I've seen the replay once, but even then, it's not a slow down version. I don't no. know if it's bobbled or it's bounced or it just seems to. It's hard to see if it goes over or under. It's hard to see if it goes over, under, or just past his hand. It's just, it's a really strange one. I don't know if there's just a bobble before he dives. He looks like he almost dives in slow motion as well. So I don't, it's just it's it's such a disappointing goal to give away. It's a slack, yeah. it's a slack shot, it's a scuffed shot of anything else, if anything. Yeah. Um the second goal, look at Unfortunately, things like that happen. Keepers can drop a ball, but when you've had, yeah. when you've done that for, to the first goal, yes, yeah. it, it's, it's a shock. It, it really is a shock. And I look at I'm a fan of Peter Cherry. I'm not saying he, you know, it's a surprise to everybody that he was signed. But I, I I am a genuine fan. I, I do think I do think he's a good goalkeeper. He's got a great history with the club. But when you when you're when you're just hand literally gifting goals like that, um, and it's a, it's a it's a simple ball over the top. It's just. It's just kicked Adam all through his catch. He doesn't need to go down with it. He actually goes to the ground. He doesn't need to do that. He just actually stand no. up and, and clutch it in his chest. Did you did you think his confidence had gone from the first mistake? Yeah, and then yeah, I think probably maybe he's trying to slow. Yeah, he's trying to slow the game down maybe a little as well, but diving on the ground, getting a bit of extra seconds out of it maybe. But like you know, if you give the guard against Rovers, it could have been a cricket score. Um, yeah, but you know, it just so happens that it's Longford. Look, we have to look at it. I suppose it's slightly positive. We're two 0 down. If we're two 0 down six weeks ago, we'll bet two 0 But two 0 tonight, we come back into it. Um, we get our goals back. I think Junior could have had a hat trick. Um, yeah. But it, look, another night nice stake a win, and you won't win. You won't win. You won't get points for chances. We can't talk about chances. You got to score. Um, but I, I think you know we have to applaud them for coming back into it. The, the, the Dundalk under Filippo maybe and Shane Keegan. Yeah. Not to go back to that era, but. They probably wouldn't have got back into the match. We might have grabbed the goal, but we probably would have conceded another. Um, it's it's just a pity we're here again talking. Like we can take a draw, but when you're when it's it's when it's a, an error like that, and look at the goalkeeper's error, individual errors get blown up because of the goalkeeper. But that you just that just can't it can't happen. It's it's just such a pity. It, it, it and it's just that it's it's two silly mistakes to put us. You know, you take away those two mistakes tonight, and you would have said, okay, you know, we got goals back in. And everything looked okay, but what what we went away from for the past few weeks suddenly showed its head again. 
Like we were messaging each other during this kind of saying, you know, why is he playing out here? All of a sudden we're questioning our formation. And once again, it's back to the middle of the park again. We're looking at Murray. We're looking at Shields and all in here together. And then we got Sloggett back in. Like we, we, we were in this scenario at the start of the year and we said this, this, this wasn't working having a real holding player beside Shields because that's Shields game. All of a sudden, yeah. first half in particular, Shields is making mistakes and that's very uncharacteristic of him. I even seen one or two of his, his nearly trademark long passes just straight out of play. Yeah. And it said to me that, you know, he he probably even felt a little under pressure tonight and he was trying to do too much. Again, we were back here again. But yeah, two goalkeeping mistakes at this level, though, you you know, you're going to get punished. You can't give any team in our division a two-goal lead and expect and expect to win the game. You know, it's, it's, it's asking too much. I think James Rogers had a stat the last time we came from two goals behind was in 2009 to actually win a game. So it'll tell you how, how little we have done that previous. So, you know, you can't be putting yourself into, in, you know, given an opportunity to an opposition like that. It's, it's just madness. And like you say, Junior coming back in, I think you said it last week, him playing up top is probably his best position. But playing him out wide, you're not utilizing him right. And, and you know, he took his goal well and that opportunity in the box. And you're thinking you're halfway through the first half and you pull the goal back. You got to push on here. And it just seemed like, I don't know if it was the conditions, the pitch or something, but it just seemed like it was just end to end. Nobody yeah. just settled down and got a pattern of play. Yeah, I, when the game kind of started, I think it, half, it, got bit, it got a bit slick. The ball got very slick. But it, when you take your Dundalk half off, it's slick for both teams. You know, it, it's yeah. to me, the pitch, I'm, I'm not an expert, but I think the pitch for the Dundalk cost, I, I think, is a little bit heavy. But that, it, it's like that for both teams. You know, that's you, you got to gain advantage when you can, the likes of Uncle. But yeah. when we go back to the lineup, I can see why Dundalk had changed the lineup. Sean Murray hasn't played a lot of football. If we're if we're playing Pats tonight or playing Sean Rovers, he doesn't start. He yeah. he's come in obviously because he needs the games. We've got Sligo Rovers next week, Finn Harps, and then Sean Rovers in quick succession. So I understand, but I, I think it would have been better to play what to play as a hebo, and then maybe bring Murray on for the second half. Try and try and get ahead in the game. I just yeah. I honestly look at nobody was expecting us to be two 0 down. Um, yeah. Like. Probably a couple of years ago, we probably could have gave away a goal under Stephen Kenny. We probably could have gave away an early goal he got every week. We never even gave away goals, though. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Look, we just I, I, the way the, the way the stars, really, you can't afford that. Yeah. And whatever with a goal, when it when it comes from a keeper, and it it, it just it, it knocks everybody. It, that you know, mm-hmm. one, it's bad enough that it'll kill Peter Cherry's confidence. But if it goes on to the fast by the end of the team, you're afraid to give him the ball. You know, passing out from the back, they're still at it. And then on the flip side, just when we mentioned passing out the back. Longford don't pass out in the back. No, you know, straight, keep her straight up to Mandy all the time. Mandy needs bits of the two boys at the back for all the headers. Yeah, you know, probably it wasn't a night for it though. Probably wasn't a night to be playing out from the back because under those conditions, if it yeah. slides off the top of your foot, you're in, you're in trouble. And that's, you know, actually just before Shields' goal, that's nearly exactly what happened to him. Yeah, the pass, and it was all of a sudden they were nearly in, and I think it was Cleary putting a hell of a block. And next one yeah. we went up the other end, but soon as. As soon as Ebo came in, suddenly Shields was playing a lot better, I thought, and yeah. how he could get an equaliser. It just it, it just baffles me sometimes. I mean, we were talking ourselves, Duffy playing out in the right at the end of the first half. 
it's yeah. you know you just you've, you're not playing to any of these players strengths no. and that is really really killing us but yeah you're absolutely right for for the conditions that was in it tonight the fact that we were behind and yet we were still playing it calmly out from the back at times you're thinking you know maybe we just needed to up the tempo slightly yeah, and, and I think I think it's something that slipped in maybe it probably hasn't slipped into the players when you're watching as fans just for this particular season and maybe the last the, the tail end of last season when we go one nil down it strikes me it doesn't matter what minute it is we just think right the best we're going to get here is draw we're not we're not yeah. going to get anything else out of this um, and that that's the worry that's you know obviously when two nil goes in it's just a night and after this like I, like I actually missed the goal I had to get the replay of it I wouldn't make a cup of tea I, I, I couldn't believe it like it was just. It's just, it's criminal. You, can, you can't do stuff like that. No. The league's very, I wouldn't say the league's over. It's a very challenging league this year. There's a lot of teams that can beat a lot of teams this year. Like we've seen, with, you know, draw to picking up decent points against Bowles yesterday, Pats tonight, and Sligo Rovers. But you just can't afford that. You just, you know, years ago when we had Stephen Kenny's team, maybe. But you just, you just can't, you can't start games like that. I know yeah. keepers' errors can happen. But yeah. we, we have this problem every almost it's only the last two games we didn't really have keepers errors as far as far as I can think of. It just seems to be a recurring nightmare for us. And there's only one way to fix it. And that's we've, had, we've had keepers errors. We'd clearly given away the penalty that time against uh, Bowes, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, there's there's a catalogue of little errors this year that I would say would definitely under Stephen Kenny, but even with Vinny and that, mistakes weren't something you would associate with with Dundalk Football Club. It was very, very rare that we would make them. And now it seems like teams play by putting us under pressure because they know we're going to make a mistake in some way. There's somebody yeah. in this team that's going to make a mistake. And like you said, once we concede, heads tend to go down all of a sudden. Yeah. And it, it's we, just so don't seem, we just don't seem to have that. I know there's probably a total time advantage, but when you when Stephen Kenny's team went down one day, it was, look, we'll get back into it. It's early doors. We've yeah. 80 minutes, we've 70 minutes. And I think that's just something that's that's filtered in. It's not from the. It's just it's just the season, the start of the season they've had. And look, it's going to play with our minds. The mental attitude might drop. Then, you know, when you, I, I just keep thinking that if we had have done our due diligence, if we had have got someone in, like, because I was obviously a Filippo sign. Right? I'm yeah. not going. I don't want to go back to this, but somebody had to say this boy hasn't played a competitive game since 2019. Somebody had to say he can come in and be the number one goalkeeper. For league for, for ex league of Ireland champions, but we're, we're, over the last ten years, we've been the best footballing team the country's seen. Mm-hmm. How this got passed over, I, I've absolutely no idea. And how nobody thought, listen, we go and get someone. I just, it's and it, it, this is what's going to cost us. This, this is, this is, these are games that are going to cost us. Whatever mm-hmm. we're losing against Rovers or Pats or whatever, when you go down to Longford, yeah. No, and I don't get me wrong, Longford were excellent. I, like you know, I can't take any away from the way Longford played. They were, they were brilliant. Um, absolutely. Yeah, and only, you take that no yeah. I think I think it's been mentioned in the comments already tonight. And uh, everybody, keep your comments coming. I'll get to what I can just um, as we're going here. But I, I, even when you compare, you know, budget wise and everything with the two teams, like we we should be we're miles ahead. And where 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 a club like Longford are, but um, it just come in there from Kyle before, and just here even here now from from Darren Meenan, and um, we're we're just we're back to chopping and changing this team again. We hit, we're after getting two results from a settled side. All of a sudden, we're ringing in the changes, and we, we have an inconsistent performance again. Yeah, and like I said earlier, I, I can see it's not that I can see the logic in it. I can see what the, maybe they were thinking right, 
we'll bring Val in at left back. I don't know what Dower, I don't know if Dower leaves injured. I don't know what that fella has to do, do to get a game at left back. Um, but I think they, they've obviously chopped and changed. And look, we go down to Longford, even our weakest team, our weakest lineup is probably a match for Longford. But mm-hmm. they got caught short completely, completely. It's it's and and that's what happens. You you, you have to live and buy the you live and die with these decisions. And that could, that point that two draw points like I know we're we're, way, we're only mid table, we're, we're ninth I think at the minute, are we? But yeah, that it's games like this that will cost us. It's games like this that will stop us getting top four. Never mind top two winning leagues. Like we will struggle. We will struggle. The way things are going, we will definitely struggle to finish in the top four this season. The way the way things are going yeah. on. Because we're chopping and changing. We finally had, the, like you said, we finally had the two lineups for the last two weeks. I can understand maybe giving boys an hour on the field tonight, or you know, half time, because you've got five subs. The worst thing that can happen to this the dog teams if we've got five subs to use, get it back to three, and then they just have to pick. They can't make five subs. You yeah, know, it, it's just, it, it's just baffling. It, it, like you've the luxury of five substitutes, and you just abuse the privilege of it. It's just stupid. Like you don't have to make the subs. You know, like no. it's five max. You don't, you don't have to make any subs. You know, I just, it, it's frustrating. It, 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 there's no other word putting on it. It's just frustrating. And when you've got players like Chris Shields, like I thought, I actually said in the group at the 10 minutes before he scored, he looked tired. He just looked like he was just wrecked. But then you're just heavily reliant on him. You just can't. And we said this, and I think we said that in the first podcast, what do you do if Chris Shields gets injured? What, there's what, no replacement. You know, like, Zahibo might be a, a logical explanation or a reason now, but it's frightening how much we're going to depend on him. Um, but... I, I think the only the only positive we could probably take from from the result, well, probably you know we could we could always take that we it, it's it's another game undefeated. It's five games undefeated. You know, we, we have to find some sort of positives to to build from ourselves on. I know out of those five games, only two were wins, so that's not acceptable. And you consider some of the teams we have played, and um, that we should be getting wins against a lot of these. But yeah. um, Val coming in tonight. I think he looked okay though. He didn't seem out of place. Yeah, I actually thought. Yeah, I was surprised. I, I see them play against Strada, and you know, he came off a couple of minutes. I can't remember what game, but I actually, I thought, he, I thought he actually was very good. But I, again, when we've got Darrell Lee, maybe he's got a niggle, maybe he's got an injury. I don't know. Um, but then Lee was on the bench, so yeah, so he's, he's got another. Yeah, he's an, he's another one under twenty one international. So I, I don't really. Maybe there's a logic to it. Maybe he wanted to deal with the right winger from uh, Longford. For me, Lee he would play, but that's look at that, that's. You live in the, I thought I didn't, but I don't think Val done anything majorly wrong. I think I thought he was actually very good going forward. Yeah, he's got a bit of he's got a lot of pace about him. He's he's you know he's built. He's well he's well fit for it. You know, yeah. physical. He's excellent. Um, but again, it's two changes himself and Murray, and and then they've played with Stoven out right last couple of weeks to bring him on. He's up front, and yeah, look, it's just it's. You know, I know you're 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 trying to take the positives out of it. And the positive for me is that we're two 0 down. Back. You know, you gotta you you gotta look at that. But I don't buy this thing. I've seen a lot on Twitter. You know, oh, we should have scored this. You've got you've got chance. We've got chances. You can't. You won't get points for chances. You got to put them away. I know that it's slick. Rowe or Longford could have got three. They hit the side net. I actually yeah. was up. All, I thought they actually scored. I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought it was. But I just think that. Again, it's not that we looked like we were all over the shop. It just looked like we just couldn't relax. The subs coming on just didn't seem to fit. I don't know what they were told to come on, what position they were told to come on to, but it just seemed like it was just a bit higgledy-piggledy. That's mm. probably the best way to describe it. It's children's language, but... <laughs> yeah, it's we can, no matter what way you play, if your keeper's making mistakes, like we had tonight on Thursday, there's nothing... All the training in the world can't do that. You know, there's nothing... If you build up for a week for a game like that... 
and the keepers that's the way we start after and 15 minutes. The, there's, the no, there's no explanation for that. You know, you yeah. can't. It's just a, it's unfortunate. But look, we came back into the game, we're two all. You have yeah. to take it. Oh, we could have yeah. won it. Well, it's the thing. Like I think I think when Daniel Kelly came in and you know, he, he, he in it someone actually naturally playing on the right hand side, yeah. all of a sudden we wait, we had pace down that side um from him and I and I think it kind of stretched the game in our favour at that stage. But um I, I I don't want to gloss over the performance. I know, like at the moment, we're trying to find some sort of positives, but like a two-all draw, it's not acceptable. Um, as I said, if we had a one tonight, even I think Derry are currently beating Finn Harps one nil. We we could have been fourth by a point tonight on twelve points. Now we're not. So you know that's these are the fine margins. And that, and that, the games like this that will cause us places in the league, and it's look at. Such yeah. a pity. Like considering the two games we've just had as well, it's um, yeah. Like I was full sure we would have won tonight. No, I yeah. thought we might have won by two goals. I think that was I said last week, but I, I honestly I didn't see Longford scoring twice. I didn't see them go two 0 down. Us two 0 down. Um, but it's it's just a pity. I think we're on the start. We're on the cusp of something. We're on a bit of a run there, especially going into next week. Sligo Rovers big game next week. Mm-hmm. Finn Hart, but the way they are playing, it's a big game as well. And then we've got Shamrock Rovers, and I just think it's just it's just massively deflating going into next week. But mm-hmm. look, we got the draw. We, we, we you know, a point. It's, it's, it's a point. It's two points drop. It's two points drop. Yeah, there's no there's no way of getting around that. It's two points. I know you you pull it back from two goals behind, but no, it's definitely it's definitely two points drop tonight. And yeah. um, I think we are waiting for Steph to come in at some stage tonight. But I think we will plow on with the main attraction tonight. A guy who, looking at the defending tonight, I'm sure would be um, absolutely livid. But this man is an absolute legend, and we don't use that lightly um, to Dundalk Football Club. And you know, when you think about a hundred, uh, you know, 570 appearances for this club, you know, and the list of honours just goes on and on and on with him. Um, I, I think we'll just bring him straight back in. Absolutely. Martin Lawler, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Uh, Chris, guys, uh, thank you so much for that introduction. Uh, it's lovely to be here, um, and uh, you know, it—I it, uh, feel the pain from the, pre- from the previous uh, conversation around the performances, um, and it's probably we're a very expectant bunch uh, up in Dundalk as as supporters, as I am now, and. Um, I, uh, I I see in the conversation, I hear in the conversation uh, quite a number of points <clears throat> that are, are so kind of in your face that they're unavoidable to, to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if you just maybe a, a wee comment about the current situation, I, I just think there's a huge inconsistency there at the moment. Um, and with that inconsistency, I also think on the other side of the coin <clears throat> that there's a massive, massive opportunity uh, for Dundalk to go and power their way to the top of the table. If the opportunity is recognised <clears throat> and it's taken and the responsibility, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. of that opportunity is taken by the players and the management Um I'm looking, uh, viewing the, the the last number of games. I, you know, if you, I thought the Derry performance was a tepid uh, performance. 
um, I thought the performance against Drogheda was tepid. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I see a lack of leadership, a lack of passion. Um, I don't see any of the Dundalk players um, not fighting with each other, but being demanding of each other. I don't see the forwards kind of, you know, coming back and talking to the defenders and saying, you know, give me the ball. If you don't give me the ball, I will strangle you type of thing. Um, uh, and, and and again, the, the game has changed from the time I played. And, and But there's one element that should never change. When somebody puts on that shirt with that crest, um, that element should be passion and responsibility for uh, the responsibility that, that I, I have on my shoulders going onto the park. And I feel that's missing. And I, I, I picked up on the commentary that just had about, you know, uh, around Chris Shields. I think perhaps Chris is a little bit worn out of the lack of passion around him um, because the ability is unquestionable. Mm -hmm. um, the resources are there. Um, I think there's, uh, the, 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 uh, you know, I, I think there was um, a missed opportunity in signing uh, a really, really good goalkeeper to give stability to uh, a defensive scenario. And again, I know the game is changing between uh, using a three and a four, but whatever you're going to do, whatever system you're going to play at the back, I think, again, a commonality in that uh, right throughout football has been, if you're going to use a three, make sure that they are a consistent three that mm -hmm. nearly name themselves every week, other, other than a wall falling on, on, on one of them. And the same with a back four. Let, yeah. let the back four, let people be able to rhyme off the back four um, as, as consistently as, as anything else. Um, whatever about other changes and substitutions, I think you should always have your foundation really, really strong. And I think um, I, I think that's something that at this early stage of the season can be rectified. Um, I'm loving some of the talent that's there, but I think some of the talent that's there need a, a kind of a good size nine Puma or, or Adidas or whatever up the backside and, and, be, and be explained that look at, you know, You've come into this environment. Um, it's called Dundalk Football Club, and it's and it, it it's forever and a day been based on the one fundamental, first and foremost, of a passionate a platform of passion, and then we go and we we use our skills and we 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 go and we pummel teams or we come back from disastrous situations like we experienced uh, this evening, and and we go and we we just beat teams. You're always going to get. Uh, setbacks but i yeah. think i think a common thing is you know get yourself a solid goalkeeper get yourself a, a solid three or a solid four uh, and work from there um and i would like to see i'd like to see a passion a, a bit of passion coming back in i'd like to see people uh, fellas fighting among themselves uh mm -hmm. just, just to get yeah. that ramp up that passion because I think if that happens in Dundalk, I think there's every opportunity that we'll be up to 
second or third within in a heartbeat with within within a five or six game period um um and, and i think all the resources think everything's there it just needs somebody to say yeah hang, hang on this this can't happen at dundalk football club let's let's go and sort it out martin i think i think one thing they always associate with you and, and the defenses you played in these roles quite tight leaked very little goals in it i mean is it just having a settled <clears throat> back four and, and a keeper you can rely on is that one of the major cogs that we're missing this year do you think yeah i i, I think there's a i, I think the, the inconsistency in the selection um is there for all to see and as i said whether you use a three at the back if that's your system you 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 just you make those instantly recognizable did this chopping and changing and, and, and i yeah i mean there's injuries and stuff like that but I, I think I think at the start of a season, um, fellas should be there should be there should be scratch marks on on the door of the dressing room uh, mm -hmm. wanting to get out on the park, uh, and I, I I mean that in in, in a virtual way um, from 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 lads just wanting to get out on the park, and I you know I, I in in the modern game I, I have to take up the point that you know a, a couple of games in a couple of days. Um, like, and again, it's not the old, you know, caustic old pro talking. But when we were working from, a, you know, an eight o'clock in the morning to the six o'clock in the evening job and going training and training three times a week, and, and you were going and play your, playing your game, you you regularly played double games on, on a bank holiday, um, on, on, a, on a Friday night or, or, you know, on a Monday bank holiday. You regularly played games within a short space of time. There was many, many lads who played multiple games to be to be in those days there was a lot of replays in in cup competitions yeah. and then you had interleague games with some of the top players playing interleague games on top of their of their club stuff so i don't really subscribe to you know to to in in, in the modern game where lads are training literally full time that oh you know they play two games in two days or you know two two games in in three days that that that's a thing that modern day footballers should be able to um to be should be able to command and, and be able to handle um in in my in my humble opinion um but i think that you're hitting the right note there chris in terms of saying you need that consistency you need mm -hmm. to look over your shoulder i only said it in another conversation i had last week and um, i i think i used the phrase i, I looked over my shoulder um and you see alan o'neill and you just go ah grand you know or, or equally at an earlier i mean i've given away my age but for some of your listeners and 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 um, viewers but you looked around you looked at and you just ah, blackmore's there were grand today you know not a bother um you'd be smoking in the virtual said you'd be smoking cigars but it, it's that confidence and and that's what a, that's what a back three stroke back four five including your goalkeeper does for your midfielders for your wingers it just gives them that confidence to go out and do what they do, to you know, to exploit the skills level that they have. Um, because yes. your defenders, your defenders, first and foremost, and I know the game has gone modern and changed, but for me, I don't care whether a centre half can juggle the ball sixty thousand times up. For me, I'll take. Uh, you know, a Martin Lawler, a, a Keely, a Dunning, a Tony yeah. Adams, or whatever it may be. Just make sure that ball doesn't hit the the onion sack, and you're yeah. still in the game. 
um, and with the abundance of skills that um, you know that Dundalk have, you're always gonna you're always going you can be attractive uh, in in the modern game, um, as has been proven by Stephen and Vinny over the last number of years. Um, but I, I I really just do think it needs some focus, some managerial focus. And for in a very, very nice way, um, and I'm going to do something lighthearted in a very, very nice way for the manager to come along with some people and say, do you know what shirt you're wearing there, mate? You know, and yeah. kind of, you know, a little tug of the, a little tug yeah. of the neck and say, hey, come on. You know, yeah. um, so uh, that that's just a viewpoint that I have. It's, you know, uh, but it kind of worked for a few years for me. <laughs> do, do you think with the current circumstances with around COVID and stuff, are these group of players very lucky that there's no fans in Oriel Park? I mean, I'm sure you've you've gotten abuse in your 17 years uh, in Oriel Park thrown at you. Yeah, I mean, you'd be <clears throat> you'd be on top of the league. Um, you'd be still in the cup at some stage, and you know, you 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 put a you launch a scud missile. One of you, you've put twenty balls on somebody's eyelid, you know, from from forty yards or whatever it may be, and one scud missile. Ah, jeez, Lord, you, you know, you'd be told in no uncertain terms, go back to Dublin, go up the Dublin Road, no, never come back down. And it is, and that's what I meant at the very start about this expectancy. And it's it's mm -hmm. it's a rightful expectancy that people have yeah. because there is an expectancy that the, the club historically have been so 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 successful as uh, you know as 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 a non um, Dublin club um, and that expectancy has grown over you know decades and decades and decades even before I came to Dundalk and mm -hmm. I was well aware of um, the level of expectancy on arriving. As a, as a young fellow wet between the between the years uh, coming up to Dundalk, um, when when I would have uh, heard you know historic stories of Hasty and 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 you know Gilmore and Turley O'Connor and Kevin Murray and um, you know John Morphy, a league winner, you know, and I'm being introduced to John and John is looking me in the eye and saying, hmm, "You better do your stuff up here." Mickey Fox is grabbing you with his hands. <laughs> And he, he takes your hands and your hand just disappears and you're looking at <laughs> giant of a man. You learn respect. And I think um, I would like to see the current, the, the, particularly the newer lads who have come into Dundalk, somebody to take them aside and explain what, what playing for Dundalk really means because it's not there at the moment. It's, it's definitely not there at the moment. Um, and, and that's why... Is, is that the role then of... Say Chris Shields as club captain, then should should that be part of his role? Do you think, or I I I would have a personal opinion on that. That maybe Chris feels that he that he can't do that for mm -hmm. some reason. That he you know because I'm looking at Chris Shields of a couple of seasons ago, uh, and in most recent seasons, and I'm looking at a man after my own heart, um, passion oozing out of him, and players in his company excelling because they know that this this platform of stability is there in the middle of the park you know we're not going to get done in the middle of the park we're not going to get overrun and um i don't know whether 
Chris looks to me a little bit subdued. He looks subdued in the Derry game. He looks subdued in the Waterford game. I mean, look at look at the other the other night against Waterford. <clears throat> it was a bizarre game in many respects because what Waterford were kind of in the game and and then they gave away like really atrocious goals. Um, and but. Waterford never looked out of the game. They never looked dead and buried. Like in the last 15 minutes of the Waterford game, they, they probably could have scored two or three goals. Um, and there was a there was a kind of a laissez-faire, relaxed uh, mm. attitude, um, even even though we were winning 3-0. <clears throat> and you're looking at the game, you say, this is there's something missing here. There's there's there's, there's something missing. And I don't know whether Chris, for me, uh, looks subdued. Not not so much in his effort and getting the ball and doing what he does, but he there's something there's some spark in Chris at, at the moment that's missing that I feel is to do with the other players around him that he feels he can't kind of you know get somebody in 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 a psychological way by the scruff of the neck and 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 say hey come here you you get your finger out and do whatever you do because it, it it's not passionate it's not driven um. That confident when, like over the last couple of years, when you had that consistency, um, when people are looking at at, at Gartland just being there, like rock solid, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, as you as you guys spoke a bit earlier on, maybe uh, uh, you know a tragedy, an awful goal is let in early in the game. You just felt, yeah, you know, the, the, the boys are just going to come and 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 in games like the cup final, the heart demonstrated in the cup final, never give up. Rovers getting battered by Rovers, but don't give up. And suddenly, bang, you know, McMillan yeah. comes up and eh, thanks very much, uh, and and you get the bit of luck. Um, so I do, I do think there's there's a level of responsibility that that needs to be explained to the newer players that have come in. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I, I I really really do think the goalkeeping scenario is is one that needs to be looked after um, competently and quickly. And I would finish the point by saying, to, for somebody to really get those bunch of players, and just talk about the opportunity that lies within them to go and win that league, because um, as 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 good as Rovers appear. I think Dundalk could go and win this league in a heartbeat if they get them if they get their, their house in order quickly. I suppose, Martin, and a question is then if if you are in the back three or four and the keeping mistakes that we're having continues to happen no matter who's in behind you, like I suppose yeah. the answer isn't to keep chopping and changing goalkeeper either, is it? No, it's 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 definitely not. You, you, you give. You, as I said earlier on, people need to be given. Like you know, for me, in 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 the most positive way possible, within the confines of a football environment, of a dressing room, of a dressing room environment, um, Peter Cherry needs a good clip around the year. Um, you know, there's there's no way to be, and, and sport is unforgiving. And yeah. I don't mean that in, a, in in any negative way, violent way, or anything like that at all. But you know, if you're if you're playing at a certain level where people there's a community of people, there's a community of supporters, um, kind of with an expectation 
of what sport can bring to their lives and the responsibility you have to that community of people. Um, and there's been inconsistency and inconsistency and inconsistency. It, it can't be let. Peter Cherry, for me today, didn't look as if um, somebody has already spoken to him about his inconsistent performances. Because, you know, he, he just doesn't give me that, you know, that, that vibe that he's had a, a, a you know, a, a football-related, um, you know, chastening about his performance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and there just seems to be, I, I mentioned it again and repeat myself, there seems to be this laissez-faire, relaxed, well, you know, yeah, so, so I made a couple of mistakes or at the back we made a couple of mistakes or whatever, it's loose, it's, it's carefree. That, that can't happen at this level. Not not at some dark football club anyway. Yeah. Um in, in my in my estimation. Um yeah. Uh, an interesting point I'd love to hear from yourself, Martin. Last week we talked about there was a an interview with uh, Bill Hulsizer and he yeah. questioned at the time that um James Rogers put it to him that he thought that there was a slight disconnect between the club and the community. <clears throat> now from mm. even listening to you already, you know, you're talking about what it was like, to, you know, when you've got a whole community behind you at Dundalk, that's the pressure that's on your shoulders. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you think at the moment, you know, the likes of Bill understands how important Dundalk Football Club is to this town? He doesn't understand it, but um, I would look at the situation in quite a different way that, that um, on the surface of things, and it's completely understandable for many, many people to be, to, you know, cast a fire and brimstone at Bill Hosier. Um, mm -hmm. He's he's of a particular generation. He's, um, you know, he's of a particular culture. Um, he's of, uh, you know, uh, you know, he lives in a different country. And it's mm -hmm. not a sport that, 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 you know, the understanding of that sport comes to him um, naturally. Um, so, uh, that's a really, really key point, but I wouldn't be throwing fire and brimstone at Bill Holsey. This, you know, I, I'd be, I'd be saying, Bill, how, how can we sit down with you, um, as a, as a representative, you know, as a group of, of supporters or whatever it may be, or the supporters committee, how can we, how can we sit down with you and make you understand exactly what you what you've just said, Chris, um, yeah. because you, I think you have to go through all elements of the debate um, because we're humans and we have this fight or flight um, in all of us, this, psych this psychology in all of us, uh, you know, going back to primal times of, uh, you know, it's either you fight, fight the tiger that's going to eat you or, or you, <laughs> you make sure you're a good runner. Um, so that that's primal in all of us. So, and I think if if somebody is attacked, um, and again, there's a generational thing. He's a man of a, of a certain age. Um, mm. He he's in a different culturally. They think you know he thinks differently to us. Um, yeah. And I think I think and and I, do you know something? I I think he's open enough to an intelligent approach to have that conversation, um, and to be explained in a, a, a really, really logical way 
that there, there's, a, there's a sociology attached, a, a deep, deep sociology attached to uh, the, my comment about Dundalk and, and the effect that it has on the community and the meaning of that community. It's not, Dundalk is not a big, big, big um, urban city um, with, with, you know, a million and a half people yeah. where, it, 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 where there, there can very well be a disconnect. But it, it, it's a, you know, it's, it's a community. It's a special community of people. And I think that the sociology of that and mm -hmm. the meaning of the club on people's lives and the effect that the club can have on young lives yeah. in that community from every perspective, from education, from steering those young kids for, uh, to an interest in, in sport in general and, and hopefully soccer. Um, mm -hmm the value of that can bring to those young children's lives in terms of guiding their way forward. That's what I mean, it, it, right yeah. into adulthood. So that's what I mean by community. And I would love somebody to sit down with Bill and explain that. Um, and explain it that it, 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 it's not this, we're, we're not looking to explain that in the context of a big, you know, million people city, in, in a big urban city, you know, cosmopolitan. This is a localised uh, community of people, um, but you explain all, all the meaning, the real meaning of 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 the of the club at that level. And I think I would like to think that the man is intelligent enough at um, at an emotional intelligence level to be able to take that on board and say, "Geez, you know, yeah, wow, that's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a debate, a hell of an argument." I don't want to use negative terminology like it, but you know, let's say it's a hell of an argument they put up. So maybe I will change my um, my attitude here because there has been absolute um, interference with a process that has led to um, uh, it's like a dissolution of of what was a very very solid platform. Yeah, and when, when that happens. There's going to be weaknesses exposed, and those weaknesses have have manifested themselves over over quite a period of time now. And I suppose how how we start solving that it, it, it now rests in Bill and Jim McGilton's hands. They've got the toughest task now to find the right manager to steer this club in the right direction. I mean, you've you've worked under some incredible managers. I mean, absolute. Some of the best managers league has ever had, you know, the, yeah. the Jim McLaughlin's, Turtle O'Connor's, the name but yeah. two, you know. So this is a massive appointment for them, isn't it? Because this this is going to say where this club is going. Yeah, it's it's huge, and I I, I would like to see maybe that debate. Um, maybe if 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 one if, if if a group of people or one feels that that, that Bill Holsey is not approachable or is not accessible i think i think that same debate has to be had with with um with jim Magilton in terms of who he appoints um do you do you think that vinnie pert didn't understand exactly what i've just outlined when when he when he took the manager's job at dundalk he he absolutely mm. pretty well did absolutely um, did yeah he, he he knew he knew that the the the, the sociological effect on, on a family in Dundalk and the mm -hmm. meaning of the club to, to 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 that family and those children and and the and the adults of that family as well and the socioeconomic effect as well for the general area it's a border town blah 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 so mm -hmm. Vinnie Pert 
um, would have been very, very well uh, aware of that. Um, and you see, people stay, you know, re real people, real football people, they want to stay involved with Dundalk Football Club. Um, and if you look at all the, you know, again, Stephen was there. He had a wonderful, wonderful time. And Stephen falls into paradise from a football perspective. Absolutely. Um, absolute, absolute. And, and Vinny is there and, and they're working in, in, and Vinny suddenly learns the real meaning of a football club in, in within this community as well. Um, and for a lot of people, I'd say, after they come to Dundalk, um, even even the players like like Chris Shields and 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 the players that you know that stayed five six seven years, they know what it's about. They know about this loyalty thing, this passion thing. Has that got anything to do with skill on the pitch? <laughs> Not really. It's 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 a pure and un, unadulterated passion. Your your skill is a given. Your skill set is a given. Whether you're an ugly, big, long streak of misery like Martin Lawler at six foot two, making sure the ball just doesn't hit the net, or whether you the sublime skills of, of the border fox, you know, himself, um Desi scoring goals and and um you know or or you know the skill set is is a given. It's 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 the awareness and the learning of this other side of, of being involved in Dundalk Football Club. Um, and that's traditional, that's historic, that's built on massive, massive foundations of commitment and passion that was given to Dundalk Football Club by people over the generations, going back to the going back to the Casey's, going back to the Jimmy, the Jimmy Hasties, you know, mm -hmm. and, and even further than that, to the to the very foundation of the club. And that's 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 where the real that's where the real deal is, you know. It's it's people coming on board. Yeah. It's it's a fella. It's Wilfred Zahibo putting on a Dundalk shirt and saying, "Yeah, you know, this this is a white shirt. I, I used to play in red or yellow or blue. You, yeah. you know, uh, Wilfred. You know, let me explain something to you about that shirt. See that shirt you're wearing? Well, let me tell you. Boom, 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 boom. Wow. Okay, man. Uh, you know, I now have responsibility on my shoulders." And I'm not picking, uh, I only pick, uh, yeah. well, from the very point of view that he's the, probably one of the newest members of the, of the, of the, of the, of the club. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, you know, opportunity, that's what I'd be looking at. And, and ways of intelligently approaching what seems to be an unfixable situation. Um, I, I really think there's so much opportunity there at the moment. Um, I really do. I suppose speaking of opportunity, um, Martin, where we, we've we've heard from yourselves and, and former teammates a lot um, over the past few weeks for the thirty-year anniversary for the ninety-one um, victory. Th that there was a team littered with talent, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Are you trying to tell me I'm old? No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, uh, it, 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 it was, it certainly was. Well, let's just say I was eight at the time, so. Oh, well, there you go. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was a team absolutely laced with, 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 with talent. And, uh, again, you very simply look at the consistency and the number of performances and uh, that, that, each, that, that those players had. You'll find that they played 
practically or were involved in in all of the games, barring barring maybe two or three weeks of injury or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So it's that consistency again of you know of of a settled team. <clears throat> um, you put out the you know in, in in Irish football we all worship John Giles and and John and the likes of Liam Tui were were of a certain ilk um of 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 knowledge and that knowledge was carried forward by uh, you know some some really wonderful people um uh, but the one consistent thing that the likes of Liam Tui and John Giles would have always said is if you're in a competitive sport you put out your strongest team um to go to to go and and win that game it, that's your responsibility um you know the supporters aren't really you know they're not really that interested in oh it's, you know isn't it great to see so and so so and so getting kind of you know five or 15 minutes unless unless you're a young up and coming talent like like the wee kid from from sligo who's yeah. rocking it johnny kenny's son johnny kenny has yeah, scored again today. 90 minutes and looking looking like an old pro already and and I, I I I think they actually have to look after that kid a little bit more so than, than 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 you know exposing him to every single game. But however, but the supporters want to see um, a Dundalk team going on the park and winning winning yeah winning the match. That, that, that's the be all and end all. Um, getting the result, winning a bit of silverware, having the celebration, having the feel good. Um, but they don't want to see. You know, who, you know who's playing. Um, who's playing wide on the right this week? You know, um, yeah. who's playing, who's playing centre forward? Is there changes in the middle? Are we playing two central midfielders? And we playing one sitting off the back? Are we playing one sitting between the the middle and the the front two? What system mm-hmm. are we playing? This and you know, <clears throat> like supporters expect to be able to go. And I nearly be able to identify a system. I love the way we play. Do, do, you know, a lot of supporters yeah. will have that description. I love the way we play because isn't it great to see so-and-so, so-and-so doing, or do you ever see the tackles he gets in, or do you ever see when he's going up the line? But supporters at Dundalk are, like, for the last while, I said, well, who, who's, actually, who's actually playing in what position? Do I expect to see... You know, Chris Shields, just because we've been talking about Chris playing in any one of three or four potential positions, albeit all connected with the middle of the park, but what sort of a role has he? And people see him, sometimes people would look at, at the likes of, 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 of a Chris and say, yeah, you know, he's kind of out of sorts today, but he could be doing a, a role. He could have been asked to do a role that's completely alien to what he was asked to do yeah. for three games previous and people are looking at him and saying you know he's not very effective today you know or why isn't he going forward yeah he must be maybe he's carrying an injury or something like that but pe- probably people at a deeper technical level don't appreciate actually chris was told not to cross the halfway line yeah. um and supporters are, yeah, you know, push on you know and you get all the shouts and yeah. you know you're not doing, why are you not doing this and why are you not doing that um, but that's what I'm talking about. This this consistency of of a system, and you stick by the system, and it becomes familiar to everybody. It becomes familiar to the manager. Becomes familiar to the players. 
It becomes familiar to the supporters. Mm-hmm. And you've got to have confidence in a system that dictates that, you know what? It doesn't matter what Bowles or Rovers do today. We're sticking to our system. We believe in it. We know what we're capable of. And you, you know, you, you, you stick with that. Not to say that you should never change a system. That, that, that's a silly thing. But I'm talking about this ongoing consistency, familiarity. And you know, do you know the other advantage of it? If you have a system that's that that does a, a really really strong familiarity with, when you do get an injury, somebody, the other players who are on the fringe, who, who are who are scratching at the the door for a place every week, they're coming in and they know what the system is. They know what the responsibility of that role is. Um, and I think going back to one of the points I made earlier on about the last three performances which I've watched, they have been tepid. But they've been tepid on the basis that pe- people don't look as if they're, they're playing to a specific system that they know really, really well. Um, and with that inconsistency, with that uncertainty, uh, comes a lack of direction, a, a apparent lack of motivation. Because mm-hmm. in any in any uh, sphere in life if you're uncertain about something as humans we're, we're a bit kind of hesitant you know yeah. um you know I, I, when they asked me to fly the, the space shuttle i got in and I, mm, i'm not so sure you know um <laughs> just kidding obviously but that's what i'm saying about if if you're if, if you've got somebody coming along every week yeah we're gonna we're gonna do this we're gonna change in a four two one three or a three five one two or whatever the hell People are kind of saying, you know, now, okay, you're telling me you want me here, but what if this happens and what if that happens? It should be just automated. And that's that's what I'm saying about you, you build you build a system that you believe in, that you have confidence in, and your players fit in around that system. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you pick your players accordingly then to suit that system. You become you nearly become known for that system. Um, and the players know the, get to know the system. And then if there's slight tweaks and challenges when you go into Europe, yes, but you're you're at a professional level. But here's what you have going through your veins when you go into Europe is confidence. Okay, you might be changing the system, but you're confident going into games. Um, and uh, without that confidence going into games, if you have that uncertainty, you're walking on thin ice. You're walking on, on you know, on, on a shallow um, platform that, you know, you're, you're uncertain if it's going to give way or not. Is this system going to work for us today? Just I'm, uns- I'm uncertain, you know. Play- players <clears throat> suffer from not a lack of belief in the other's ability, but a lack of belief in, the- Jesus, the- he looks as if he doesn't really understand what he's supposed to do today yeah so it's all of this all of these elements of uncertainty uh, about building a solid platform of direction every you know this is the direction we're going in guys you know um we're not spreading the four corners it's not about the it's not about the ability of a particular lad that comes in it's about 
how can I pick the, 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 the best player? Because there's a system we want to implement at Dundalk Football Club. And who, who's, the best, um, who's the best player to suit that system? It's not, as I said, it's not getting a defender who can juggle the ball 60,000 times and he's a right back. You know, I, yeah. I want to make sure that ball doesn't hit the back of the net. So, you know, <laughs> and this is why I'm talking about the a little bit as well. And I know I'm repeating some things, guys, no, but yeah. repeating, no, no, no. repeating in terms of uh, Peter doesn't appear to me <clears throat> as if somebody has given him a good clip around the ear. Um, and, and, you know, kind of told them that, look, Peter, you're at a professional performance level here. You have a responsibility. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have got the impression today that Peter Cherry was on the edge of the box. They were, they were no. screaming and roaring, instruction. Fellas, no, jeez. That, you know, like, yeah. you know, I know when I played with, and again, I, I mentioned two great goalkeepers, um, uh, you know, Richie Blackmore and, and Alan O'Neill. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. um, but you're just on the edge of the box and you can just hear this volume all, all the time. It never stops, you know, and, and you're getting, you know, what about this? Do you know when that, do you know when most of that is taking place? Most of that is taking place when Terry Eviston is just about to cross the ball in for Desi Gorman. Yeah. Or somebody's going up the right touchline and, and pulling the ball, or there's a little one-two going happening mm -hmm. on the edge of the opposing box. Yeah, that's when most of the defensive work is being done. So that you know, by the time you know, there there the opposing goalkeeper gets the ball or you know, plucks it out of the air and, and, and set up an attack, you're actually organized. At, at the back defensively, you're not waiting till till the fire engines till till they're coming over the halfway line, and then the fire yeah. engines are calling. Jesus, you know what's happening here? Who who we got? You know, the, the, you the, the 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 time that you do your strongest defending is when the ball is in the upper third of the opposition half. Is when you're attacking. That's when you that's when you defend at your mm -hmm. strongest level. Um, so. Um, and, and I don't see Peter kind of, you know, may, maybe possibly, uh, to be fair to him, you know, maybe the, the, the coverage and, and what we view yeah. in, in the television screen. But here's the thing. Everybody is, is aware that because there's no crowds at the game now, you can hear a lot of, you can hear a lot of shouts and stuff like that. Even the draw of the yeah. game there earlier on with balls, you can hear the players, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not hearing, yeah. I'm not hearing the defenders at Dundalk. I'm not hearing Peter Cherry barking out instructions, solid, confident um, instructions. You know, as to get organised, pick them up, push on, drop off. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and and uh, and there's plenty of times, obviously, when 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 there's there's a sufficient coverage of of the goalkeeper and defensive areas that you should be hearing this instructional stuff going on. And and you know why you should be hearing it because fellas should be saying it loud enough to be heard. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know this isn't this is not a, a kind of a you know it's not a social event. You know, uh, John, would you mind dropping back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
if, if, if you get a moment and, 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 if you don't mind <laughs> yeah do you know what I mean so I, I'd rather be more colourful but it's a web chat and yeah um, fair play to you <laughs> Martin but, you just mentioned there you mentioned Terry Everston and uh, Desi Gorman just it's hard I'm going to put you on the spot we're not putting you on the spot but yeah you would have played with a, like a a golden generation of, of teams and managers would there, any, yeah. would there be anybody that you would have felt, obviously apart from yourself, that would have been just that cut above, you know, not the league, but just had that something, just just was a different a different level of football? Well, well, yeah, there, there, there's a couple of lads um, that, that that I would have enjoyed playing with. Um, and, and I'd mentioned three from the very perspective, um, Gally, that, that you mentioned, that, that elusiveness. Um, yeah. And... Uh, there, there's the one, the one and only um, it, that lives in my heart from from a football perspective is uh, Mr. Uh, Tommy McCombell, um, and he he was one. Um, but two, probably more unlikely lads that might people might su- be surprised to hear me saying, but um, a, a lad that I, that played for Dundalk, not 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 for such a long long time, but Philip Fitzgerald was an absolutely sublime footballer in terms of skill and intelligence it didn't happen at you know at Dundalk for him over over a long period of time and then another one would have been Brian Irwin that I that that we would have played in the 95 team in terms of intelligence and and just the ability as as you politely put it to be that step above um now, of course, I've played with great players uh, right through the generations. And uh, let, let's face it, lads, I, I, I'm, you know, whatever, 17 or 18 years. So you, you're probably talking about <laughs> three to four, five-year slots. And, yeah. and in those five years, uh, there's a lot of brilliant players um, that, that were there for three, four, five. Um, you know, now you're talking about, you know, then you're into the kind of the Alan O'Neills and the Tom McNulty's and um, where, where, you know, really, really long, um, you know, involvements with the club. But, you know, I go back to the sublime skills of Leo Flanagan, uh, pop, uh, as we call them. And the reason you know, give him a free kick anywhere 35 metres out and goalkeepers would be still preparing themselves you know and the ball is in the back of the net already I didn't see that yeah because Pop you know he, he just an incredible ability nasty little terrier in the middle of the park my, my type of lad um, but hey um, you know um, you know so many skillful players um, Jimmy Dainty going back uh, Jimmy you know Tony Kavanagh Good Lord, Tony! The be fellas nearly having to be carted off to 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 the loud to the loud general to get their legs untangled when they, when they were playing against Tony, and I really mean that. You'd, you'd see fellas, and, and I was only glad that I that I never had to face the likes of Tony Kavanagh. Um and and then me old pal uh, Barry, middle of the Barry. park. What an engine! What what just you know, Barry. Barry couldn't probably juggle the ball 60,000 times up in the air, but just give him the ball and say, Barry, see those, see those, see those five fellas. I just want you to run through them with the ball at your feet. Go by them and, and either set somebody up or stick it in the back of the net. And, 
you were you were just looking at a, at an absolute genius um, of a player. There's so many players, obviously, over such yeah. a long time. If I only spent kind of, if I only had to spend eight or nine years at the club, you, you'd be able. To <laughs> Seventeen was too many, was it? <laughs> yeah, you know, and and you know, like again, Brian Bourne skill level in the '95 team, uh, mm. another another lad. But but then, you know, a deeper conversation with me is. It's about passion and about commitment and, and, and about that that crest that we pulled on every week. The crest meant something to the players that I played with. So you're talking about the likes of James E. Call, Paddy yeah. Dunning, Keeley, you know, Joey Malone, you know, the likes of Alan O'Neill. When he when Alan had fellas like that in front of him, Alan O'Neill is saying Jesus, thank God, you know, because, you know, it was... You can have a day off, maybe. <laughs> it was systemized. It was regularized. Alan knew the system. We would know the system. And it was, you know, familiarity. Yeah. Um, but not, not familiarity breeds contempt. It was familiarity, meaning if you if you decided, oh, I'll be a big-time Charlie today, and, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think I'll... I think I'll do something extraordinary myself today. You'd be grabbed by the throat. In, uh, and I, 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 I actually physically mean that. You'd be grabbed by the throat and put up the wall, put up against the wall or the door um, at half time in the dressing room. Who that do you think you are? Yeah. And that happened a number of times. Um, so I, I, I keep alluding back to this passion that I think somebody needs to take Wilfred aside and maybe some of the other players um the, who are you know a little bit blessed with, with with specific skills but there's another part of the game that is a requirement if you're playing for Dundalk Football Club. Um and and sometimes I think there's a little bit of a mismatch with some of the players that, that have been brought in uh with this disconnected scenario related to Bill. Um and I just think again because if you if you keep throwing the daggers and the spears, that that you know the protection yeah. mechanisms will go up. And if somebody is protecting themselves, there's no ability to say, you know what? Could we sit down and have a conversation? No, go, go, you know, yeah. pay off. Yeah. You know, I'm protecting myself. I'm, you know, I'm being killed here. Um, so I just think the debate needs to be um, approached in a different way. Um, mm -hmm. And I think all, but uh, you know. Um, I think also there needs to be an awareness if that debate with Bill Holsey was to take place. I think there needs to be an awareness that if there's an if there's an if there's a downright arrogance there, that maybe that debate would include um, a positioning of the club, whether you know the interest in in the club might be for sale to somebody who does care about the community. Who does care? Who does care about the connect and reconnecting the community with the, with the club? Um, and there's a number of scenarios that that could be put together in relation to that uh, as well. So I think I think that has to be on the table as well. If Bill is arrogantly, you know, called out for just having Dundalk, uh, the, I, I would put it as the lives of people, the lives of a community of people. They're not his plaything. Yeah. They're, they're exactly. absolutely not his plaything. 
and he he doesn't have a right as an individual just because he is materially wealthy to use something that's so inherently important to on on a on a sociological community level to use it as a plaything so I, I i think you know i think you need to have that in your armor as well in the discussion with with bill um yeah so um, just Martin, just while we have on, I suppose some people might have noticed um, in the press and stuff recently, um, you have a new mental health initiative um, that you've started yourself. Do you want to tell us a little about that? I'd be delighted to, Chris. Um, firstly, the, the mental health agenda is, is something that um, I, I've always been passionate about, um, but I would have finished my, my playing career there around 98 um, and I very quickly became involved in the, in the general kind of wellness space. I, I took myself, I, I left school when I was 13, just, just after my 13th birthday. So I had no formal education. Um, so I took myself back to college. I became um, a, a gym instructor, personal trainer, and over the years then, I would have gone back to college um, um, related to uh, being a nutritionist and also um, with addiction studies. So I pulled all of these elements um, together around a general interest that I had in wellness and fitness. Um, I done yoga for, you know, the lads used to slag me about doing all the stretches out in the park in an hour and a half before the game and all that type of thing. Yeah. But for me, it stood to me. I felt I needed it was something that I needed to do at six foot two. I was always going in gangly, felt I needed to stretch. So I took all of that into the into the wellness space. And um I I I had a, a you know kind of a business called the Life Center. Um and I would have designed and developed and delivered a lot of various wellness programs around anything from heart disease to diabetes to osteoporosis to a whole range of um, all the hormonal uh, differences that women go through, et cetera, et cetera, all the physiological changes mm -hmm. that happen. So um, w one of the underlying things that um, always struck me was the uh, – in order to get a, a message through to, to, to a person and to affect change with, with people – I, I felt their their own emotional and mental health was a was a key factor. Um, so the mental health side of the uh, agenda became really really uh, important to me. So uh, you know, for about the last kind of specifically the last twelve years, I was very very heavily involved in the mental health agenda, <clears throat> um, along with the with these you know, the delivery of these wellness programs. Um, so um, on the back of probably an overall 20 years um, in that whole space, about two and a half years ago, um, I would have, uh, because I had a, I had a passionate uh, interest as well. Not, not, not a passionate interest, but, but I've got a great interest in technology um, and all the modern, you know, nuances of technology as technology developed over the years over the last 20 years particularly and i about two and a half years ago i started to ideate this idea um around merging the latest technology which is ai 
artificial intelligence, a thing called deep learning, um, mm -hmm. mental health agenda. Um, because of my experience at the coalface, um, working with people who were in really, really dark places in their minds. Now, the funny thing about it was these people would have a smile on their face and they would dress well and be articulate and educated and they'd have, uh, uh, you know, uh, regular jobs. Um, so I would have become aware more and more and more of people being hidden away in, in, in these private places in their minds, mentally and emotionally <clears throat> and psychologically. So I wanted to try and come up with a way of helping people who weren't able, who uh, felt within themselves that they're not able to engage with another human being. Their nearest and dearest, their best friend that you grew up with since you were three years old, male, female, whatever, whatever gender, um, mm -hmm. and certainly not the workplace environment. So because... The, you know, there's a lot of stigmas out there, but there's three kind of general ones. There, there, there's a personal stigma that people have around how they feel about themselves and, and, and their issues. And there's a societal stigma that, that mm -hmm. these same people are very, very afraid of. And then the one that they're most terrified of is the stigma in the workplace environment um, that you know, uh, you end up with a, a kind of a badge on your forehead, you know, oh, yeah, Let, let's not give Martin any more responsibility. Yeah, we, you know, he, he's come out and said he suffers from high anxiety or whatever it may be. So in the workplace, the stigma around the mental health agenda is still hugely, hugely prevalent. And all the research, I could pull out reams and reams of research around that. So my idea was to be able to... Uh, work um uh, bringing technology in, in, in together in a way with psychology and clinical therapy in a way that would allow those particular that particular cohort of people who feel that they're hidden away um and not able to engage about their issues how can we say to them guys first and foremost we understand that you're out there we understand that you feel that you cannot, for whatever reason, divulge or share or express or engage with even your brother, your mother, your father, your partner, whoever it may be, and certainly not your workplace environment. So we're saying, guys, that's what we understand. And that understanding comes from 20 years of me being in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of situations where I, I would have helped people and ultimately ending with working with people over long periods of time, short periods of time, and ultimately ending up with guiding those people towards um, the clinical, the professional clinical therapeutic community of which I'm not a qualified member. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so um, what I've been doing for the last two years is I've been researching and uh, we brought this project together and it now rests in uh, full collaboration with two faculties within the Dublin City University um, uh, campus in Dublin, um, of which I'm, I'm, I'm working on a program, uh, a combined program between DKIT, uh, which is Dundalk, yep. happy days, um, <laughs> and uh, the, the guys up there, Gareth and, and uh, Gareth Duffy and Martina 
how you know Martina Goss they, they have just been unbelievable in their help um so in a combined program with them our our collaboration um is with the technical department up in DCU called uh, the Insight Center for Data Analytics and then we're also working in um collaboration with the School of Psychology so we're working at the really the very very highest levels of technical and psychological and clinical standards on an ethical basis because the standards that you have to reach when you're dealing with the subject matter of a person's mental health it just has to be the highest yeah. level um so we're working on that um at the moment um we've been working on it as i said two and a half years now and uh hopefully it will emerge as a, as a final kind of a you know, a, a final offering, a final solution that we can bring out to people um, around kind of hopefully uh, September, uh, some sometime mm -hmm. around September, October. Obviously, there'll be final kind of tweaking and stuff like that. Yeah. But basically, um, my my passion for this goes back a very, very, very long time um, over the years. And uh, in these modern times, uh, with more and more pressures um, on people, more and more pressure on the um, on the facilities that are available for people, um, people feeling that they can't reach out, uh, the expense of reaching out for help for some people, um, you know, in 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 some places it's covered by insurance and stuff like that. But for yeah. there's a whole there's a whole cohort of people uh, that treatment is is very very expensive. Um, unfortunately like in most countries um the mental health agenda it's not the highest agenda on on the political spectrum and yeah. policy is very very weak in most countries so it's not just ireland and we get i think myself and other people in in, in the space we, we get very very um very very frustrated at the lack of attention the lack of the lack of the conversation in in the um, you know in the in the media in the media space about um, I'm talking about the real conversation I'm not I'm not talking about um, people using the mental health agenda as uh, the latest flag of attention oh yeah you know let's talk about the the mental health agenda I'm talking about the really really deeper um, way that the agenda reaches a political level that. Mm -hmm there's real real attention given to how the hell can we help people um and that that's not there we're not there yet but yeah. you know um do you give up just because something isn't there do you give up on an aspiration on an ambition do you give up on somebody who um is just a beautiful human being but they they struggle yeah. and uh, you know and unfortunately there's a lot of people in the industry as well no, I should rephrase that. I, I do apologise. There, there's quite a number of people in the industry. Um, uh, so I, I retract the word a yeah, lot. Yeah. The number of people in the industry who, having worked with a client or a person, um, maybe for six or eight months, um, uh, you know, on, on a journey, let's say, a journey of, of improvement in, in, in their in their well-being and stuff like that. And suddenly... Um, a very, very, very natural part of uh, this scenario is people uh, 
you know, um, you know, uh, kind of haven't falling away, you know, um, yeah. like uh, people, you know, maybe having weaker moments and falling back into an old habit. Um, and some of the people in the industry uh, tend to turn that issue around and say, oh, my God, you know, all the work I've done with you, all the time I put into you, and it's, it becomes about them. Yep. And it's not about it's not about the, the, the person, the human who is struggling. Um, so a big part of the mental health agenda is um, working with people and expecting people to relapse quite regularly and just normalizing that. Because when it's not normalized, it retrenches the unfortunate person who has relapsed because they're feeling guilty then about, oh, you know, I've had this person that I've had all these resources helping me over months and months and months. And now I'm after relapsing and 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 then they take this, they take this shame, this extra shame on top of their normal issues. So yeah. it's about it's about really having the empathetic understanding of that at a very, very deep level and being able to factor that into how you work with people. And that that's that's yeah. what's really, really needed at a professional level in some with some people. Um, uh, but critically, that's what I would love to see at a, at, a, at, a, at a kind of a serious political level. And we talk about communities. Um, communities are so impacted right across the country, north and yeah. south, Right across Europe, right across America, communities are impacted. If you talk about a local community like Mayo or Dundalk and somebody within that community um, loses their life at their own hand, God bless them, um, the whole the whole community is, 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 is impacted. Um, emotionally, psychologically, it lingers. It lingers. It creates doubt for caring parents about their younger their younger children how will how will this affect them uh, would they feel that that's something that they might do and, and and it creates all all of this fear so it's about it's about building these it's about building community it's about building community awareness of being empathetic um to your fellow person your neighbor in communities, being empathetic, understanding that you don't know what's going on. You know this famous term, nobody knows what's going on behind closed doors. You know, and I, 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 I talked over a couple of years about, you know, breaking eggshells. You know, don't be afraid to break the eggshells. Don't be afraid to ask that difficult question. Um, we're, we're, we're social beings in Ireland. You know, Chris, you know, Gally, how's it going? Ah, grand, Jason, grand. Yeah. You know, hang on. Let's pull back the curtains on that. Yeah. Now, we're going to ask you again. How the hell are you? I haven't seen you for whatever. How the hell are you really? Oh, well, you know, uh, you know, it becomes a very, very different agenda. Yeah, yeah. But that's only when people are shown empathy, real empathy, emotional intelligence, and emotional empathy around the subject matter instead of that. Oh, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, great. Yeah, not a bother of me. But they they wear, they wear the mask and the cloak of of uh, of normality, where sitting behind that, 
there there's some really r real real darkness uh, going on um so we're trying to uh as i said bring a modern solution in these modern times that uh we, we can help people um at, at, a, at a level of of you know 365 days of the year 24 hours a day um we're able to support them uh so it's a great project uh yeah. there's a team of about 10 people really really passionate um uh, about it involved and uh it's 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 just so wonderful to have the validation of the uh the uh, of the academics at such a you know a high level uh, with DKIT and DCU uh, involved um so it, it's really wonderful it's great validation for the project so yeah absolutely yeah but brilliant initiative um it's called, it's called opa mind uh opa um and opa um our, our project is really about empowerment it's the empowerment of 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 individuals and human beings and um the reason i would have gone for opa opa is is um it's very fondly used in in, in greek culture you know when they smash the plates and they in celebration they go opa oh, yeah. Um, they, you know, Zorba the Greek, you know, the dance that they do and they, you know, yeah. do you know Zorba the Greek dance where they yeah, yeah. It starts really, really slowly yeah. and then it builds up and everybody gets together. And then at the end, they, they all hold hands and they go, oh, so it's about uplifting. It's about empowering. Um, and, you know, in, in a very humble personal opinion around the mental health agenda, I feel that um, the majority of people um have the answers a little deeper within themselves uh, to um, empower themselves to grow in confidence. Um, but we we kind of just provide the tools to you know to 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 to, to let them be self empowered. And you know when they when when they when they become self empowered like that, it's really really strong because they feel it from deep within themselves that hang on. I've, I've done this. This is something I've done. Um, it, it's not, it's not been, you haven't been given a tablet to, you know, to fix a condition or you haven't been, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you haven't been told to, yeah, do this, do that, do the, do the other. This, this, a lot of what we do comes from within and we just kind of nudge people and help people on a daily basis. Um, and the other good thing is uh, about OPA is they, people don't have to engage directly. So it's not a two-way engagement. Mm -hmm. We just support them one way on a daily basis. And, and uh, so they become empowered. Um, but it's, it's really interesting. Um, and uh, something that's very close to my heart. Um, so, yeah. I think we can tell by the passion already in, in what you're saying, all right? Well, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a little bit, it, it's how I feel about, communities of people and and this word community is very important to me and it always was and um i th i think i learned and i was educated on the essence of what community really means by the likes of mickey fox um and other people in in, in the community in dundalk um over the years who i greatly respected um and not just because he's gone but um, and, and past God, God bless him. Uh, but Eamon Heine was one of, was a man of um, deep, deep emotional intelligence. Businessman, uh, you know, built a great business, but 
good lord a conversation with that man could, could nearly change your life um but equally with mickey fox um in 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 under the stand in the boot room with with a cup of pink tea and a marietta you just you know you just learned about what dundalk football club meant and 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 i really mean that you know and and uh, of course i i stayed around for a couple of years because because of that um yeah so there you go but it, it just it's just um on kind of a sad or note, you just mentioned community and you know we're all football community and that's about today that's uh, a former teammate of yours, Dale McKeeley's son Alan suddenly passed away and we just from the from the, the town end podcast and show yourself Mark we just want to pass on our condolences to the McKeeley family. Uh, 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 years of age it's it's no age and it's just a a, a sudden loss for a former Shelbourne and yeah, a footballer, yeah, a yeah. Um, one of the football family, as as we're all part of, you know. Um, in, in, indeed, um, it, it's it's uh, my my sincere condolences to Dermot and and his extended family, and and everybody, uh, in in associated with Alan in in the community of Dundalk as well. Um, but uh, yeah. So, um, but uh, Dean and and uh, Dean, Dean and the other lads, sir, yeah, you know, fantastic uh, project head heading mm. the game. You know, what what a what a great um, what a great tagline. Um, yeah. Come and uh, get your head in the game. You know, come on and, and again, fantastic. Just great to see the development of it all, over the last number of months um, and uh, the various initiatives. Fantastic. Uh, you know the, the the head in the game park. Um, it, yeah. You know every time, like watching the game earlier on. You know, um, super to hear the, the commentator and the co-commentator the number of times. You know, um, uh, Mickey Cook and 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 is uh, a Des Corin uh, mentioning. Uh, so it, it's really really wonderful. And I know Dean is is a real real. Um, he's a really compassionate guy around the agenda as well. So it, it's just. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, it really, and I remember it, they're connected with Jigsaw. I remember Tony Bates starting Jigsaw many, many moons ago. I, I used to be, I used to be, you know, tormenting the Directorate of Health in Europe uh, around that time. A guy called David Bourne. He was the he, the top guy of the Directorate of Health, and mm. I'd be writing off and lobbying, writing off these emails saying, you know, David, you know, you know, come on, look at, look at, you know, Coca-Cola, look at McDonald's. They're two, two of the most known brands in the world. I said, why don't you take it like a hundred million? Now at, at that time, it was probably back in the early 2000s. Why don't take it? Why don't you take a hundred million of a budget and make, you know, health and wellness as uh, marketable and promote health and wellness with a brand as you know and, and and really push it as much as coca-cola and and mcdonald's push their brands and uh of course who was who was lawler back then you know <laughs> who was he now <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you're still you legend know, but, uh, I, uh, you know I, i'm so delighted to see um Chris and the guys uh working uh so very very well in, in that space and Obviously, the more the merrier. Um, any initiative that helps people um, is is so wonderful. 
Martin, you've been so good to us tonight for your time. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, and, and from a lot of the comments that come in, a lot of people appreciated it as well. They definitely appreciate your passion for Dundalk Football Club. And we, well, uh, I think we all agree that that's what's missing maybe from this team is, is the passion and commitment to the, to the badge. Yeah, but I, I, but I think I'd leave it on a... On a I, I think it's fixable and quickly. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be distraught as to where we are now as a, a, you know as a, you know as a team in, positionally in the league. Yeah, it's been disappointing, but I'd rather I'd rather be looking at all the things that can be done than have the debate. Um, and and I always kind of try and use this expression. You know, when you're driving in the car, you have this little mirror up that you glance into, and it's a rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. um, and when you compare that to the size of the panoramic window that opens up the world to you and, and, and the, the window the window in front of you is much, much brighter, much better, much better to look through that than looking in the rear view mirror. So that's the way, that's, that's what the psychology I would like to apply to all the supporters of Dundalk. Get in behind the team um, as much as you can with positivity, um, any connection with the players welcome them but hit them with the fact that they need to have more passion put the responsibility back on the shoulders of the players and i think you'll you'll see improvements and please god organizationally and um you know from from a from a functionality point of view as a club as a corporate club they'll get their house in order but um i can see us um yeah in in the top three at, at the very least with a bit of luck maybe in the top two by the end of the season. I really mean that, uh, and, and I believe it. Um, so there you go. Listen, guys, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you it. Um, uh, it's always good to talk about Dundalk Football Club and our community. <laughs> it's, have, have it's, always, it's always good to hear from a legend like yourself, so you're more than welcome back on any time. There you go. Um, Anytime, Chris, I'm always available for, for a chat where, where Dundalk Football Club is concerned. Perfect. Thanks so much, Mark. Thanks, Thanks for your time. Take care, guys. Have a great one. Have a good evening. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. 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 There you have it. There's certain the boys, certain the boys will be mad to miss out on that now. Yeah, there's certain people you can talk to or listen to that just yeah. draw you in. And like, I was fascinated listening to it. Yeah. Like, I could sit and listen to them all night. Stephen Kenny had a similar effect. It just, yeah. it just draw you into a conversation. It's, he's a fascinating man. Like, what are we talking? Over 600 appearances in Tolkien League of Ireland. It's just... It's madness, isn't it? Ridiculous. I've been 17 years, though, with, with Dunno Football Club. Like, the players that... that and he, he's only mentioned, like, he, and he just glosses over names like they're nothing. Yeah. You know, just, like... Just, yeah, you know, oh, my God. Yeah, just Tom McNulty, like, Tom was solid, so that's, you know... And he glosses over him. Well, Terry Everson yeah. would be up the front, and yeah, but that's what he does. You know, you're like, oh, my God, like, these are just such legend players. Yeah. And just a different... Ball. A different breed, just a different breed of football. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think too, we should probably go back to to footballing matters real quick. Um, just before we get to our man of the match, which I've completely forgotten about. Till till now. Double up on Friday. Yeah. So I think we'll we'll give away a mug tonight. Am I right? Wait, mug mug for our man of the match. I'll go back through comments real quick and. I suppose, Gary, from your own point of view, it's probably a hard one tonight for yeah, your man in a match. Yeah, but it, it, it's a little bit tougher than last week. It's yeah, it's it's it, it, 
there wouldn't be an outright, an outstanding candidate, but I mean, at the same time, I get, two spring to mind, and it would be it would be Shields and, and Mickey Duffy. Okay. Um, you know, on the, I, I, would, I would probably just say, I know his name comes up every week, uh, but Mickey Duffy, it, it's... Yeah. He, he does stand out, he does stick out when he's honest. There is nobody better in the league than him. Um, I know Chris Shields is from the corner again today. Yeah, I think he's just that different level. He's just a different... I know it's the same old week in week out, Mickey Duffy man of the match, but yeah, there's not there's not much to, there's not much to kind of go against him. You know? Yeah, um, well, it, so it's funny. Duffy. Do you know? Do you know between the comments like just as I'm going through them here, there's a lot obviously for Mickey Duffy, but there's there's a fair few for Val on his debut. People yeah. have just said you know without without I suppose really accelerating, the but he's a hero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he 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 was really exceptional. I, I I'd say it's probably pretty close between them. Um, you're probably talking about maybe six comments each um, yeah. for 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 both of them there. So like, there's there's really not. And when you think, yeah, I think Val coming in, it, it couldn't have been easy for him tonight. Oh no, not at all. No, um, probably not playing in a position he would have been too familiar with either. On a pitch like that, on a night like that, with the pressure of how the season has gone for us, I can too. see where you're going here with this, Chris. I can see where you're going. If we, I don't know what to do. I normally don't yeah, get I mean, anything. For the night that's in it, yeah. I mean, we could like if, because there's only two of us. So the chances are it's going to be fifty. Right, we'll agree this that between the two of us, right? So but he, but he, we'll go with but everybody he, else's yeah. comments here. It's it's pretty even on this between Mickey Duffy and Val. What are we thinking? Tyrion's coming now at one. Yeah, on the basis of what we're at, you're what you're after listening now. Yeah, look, I have no issues with going with your old Val. Absolutely, you just agree mm. with Tyrion Mavana, and he'd be well chuffed with that. Quick look at the comments for Val, and I'm I'm thinking because they comment in a fair bit um, throughout the week and on the shows all the time. So. And um, the, the Twitter handle, the Lily Whites for Life. I think it's Ryan behind that one. I think we'll, I think we'll give them give them up that direction. What are you are you happy with that? Yeah, yeah, just, perfect. Just PM with the address over the next day or two. We'll get it to you. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, just looking at um one or two of the. I think the Harps match has finished two one to Harps over Derry. Um, tonight, so just, just some of the results coming in there. So let's have a quick look at the table and see what that has actually meant tonight. So Shamrock Rovers remain top nine games, 23 points, Pats 21 points, um, gap then down to Sligo in third on 16. So Finn Harps and um, stay in fourth position on 14 points. Then it's Strada and ourselves on 10 points behind. So we're four points off fourth. Probably a draw would have been ideal there. Oh, stop. Yeah. And that, uh, that, when your luck's out, it, 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 you know, other teams around you don't do any favours either. It's just, you know, we're just having that kind of, we're just in that slump. But look. Yeah. And, and I think it's it's a thing that you've got to have your own house in order, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. I Martin, Martin, we're all going to take Martin's positivity on board now. We're going to run with this. That's, yeah. Like, somebody, somebody listening to this, ring Martin Lawler and get him off the ring park. You wouldn't just, be the first to say that on the comment. Like, just, People have just asked get him in there. Just get him talk yeah. to play. Like no better man. He's he he was fantastic on it tonight. Um, going on last week's predictions, uh, nobody got that one. Right. <laughs> Not surprising. <laughs> yeah. I nearly got two nil just the other way around. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I got I got I got two one and you're two nil. Yeah. Um, I was convinced that we weren't going to keep a clean sheet this time, but I did not imagine that was going to happen. Um, so so Pat's on oh, Sligo on Friday, Sligo. should I say? Yeah, Sligo. Sligo. Yeah. What what are we thinking? I mean, that's going it, to it be has, it has draw written all over it. Mm. You know, I, I just yeah. But then again, I don't want to get bogged too too much down with tonight's game. You know, we, yeah. We've got a week now to get ready. They're, you know, we're well, not a week. They've got their, their week to get ready. Um, I think we'll see. I don't think we'll see the same similar lineup. I think you know the likes of Sahib will come in and start. Um, I, 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 I don't. I, if we play, if we play like we did, I suppose it's hard to say if we play like we did tonight or we played like we did last week. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna have to know. It's only draw. draw I can't see any else but a draw. The Sligo's, you know, the fact that they threw it away, last kick of the ball tonight. Does that have any it might effect? Play on the, yeah, it might, it might play on the mind. But then again, it could, it could spare them up. You know, they could say, right, we're not making that mistake again. Get out and get them from the side. Like, if they start like they did against us the first time we played them, and put yeah. put away their chances, it, it, it could be an early one. Um, <laughs> We could be an early we're show. Back we're in the category again, though, aren't we? Yeah, I, I think maybe I, I think maybe a one-all. Oh. I don't, I don't. It's very rare I go for a draw, but I, I just can't. I just don't see it. I just, mm. I don't see it any other way. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking the same. I think. I think they probably got too much going forward and a lot of confidence there in in, in younger players, and we just seem to yeah. be. Confidence just seems to be zapped out of us. It just, it, you know, yeah. I, I think that's where the mistakes are coming from. And if, if Gibson even gets half a run on anyone, like mm. he's a, he's at a crack. Him, him, and James Brown have been too outstanding. I know James Brown's a draw, but they've been too outstanding footballers this year. Excellent. within the league. And yeah. you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for another roller coaster, but I'll yeah. also go for a draw. I'm gonna go for another two-two. Two two, go on, call it. Uh, apparently, um, like, we're living on the edge. We're living on the edge, but with a with a defense that's been hit worse than Baghdad. <laughs> I just think, I just think, yeah, it, it it could be the opposite this time. I think we could get some early goals, but I just don't see us holding a lead. And I think that's what might go against us on this, and um, like the opposite maybe of tonight. And um, yeah. I just, I would take, I would take your one all. I would take anything like that. I just love to see a game with little mistakes. There's something to build on from this group of players. Oh, just yeah. Like, say, you know, we were after giving that everything there, and it was. Yeah. Like if, was you're by, if you're beaten by an absolutely phenomenal strike, there's not a lot you can do about that. But when you when you're beating yourself before you get going, yeah, it's it's like it does like it's just so deflating. It, it must be just a nightmare for players. Mm. It, it must just be just I don't know. And like Martin said, they need to be taken by the scruff of the neck. It, yeah. They need someone to go. I'm not saying that's not happening, but somebody's got to go in there and just lay down the law big time. Um, it, it's something I've noticed, though, from Shamrock Rovers this year. I mean, it, 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 they got the late one against Drogheda and that. It's, it's, do you remember even under Kenny? We were never dead as a team. No. no. We, were, we were way into 90-whatever minutes we were, we were playing yeah. at a time, and we were still going for it. Yeah. I wonder, is that what this team needs? We just need to... to, to have a huge slice of luck and a 95th minute yeah. goal just to lift everyone for everyone coming off that pitch whether that's a winner an equalizer or something just to build up yeah. and when you when you've had the run of results we've had or be the last two two yeah. games wins you ne- you just don't seem to get that break it just doesn't seem to happen like i can't remember what now but 
Duffy's he, Duffy went into the net and I just sent the ball. I, I don't know why one of the header. It just it just wasn't falling. Zahibo a great cross in from Duffy. I think it was Duffy. Zahibo missed the header right in front of the goals. He just didn't get anyone else. Yeah. And if he connects with it at all from the back, then and that's that's something. It's, yeah, it seems to be this thing that we just have. We just can't. We've hit the, how many times hit the bar or the post across? It's just it's it's really it'll, it'll come right eventually, but yeah. it's got to come in the next couple of games. It's really got to get. We usually get fire on all cylinders. Like Martin said, look, I'd love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take on board Martin positively that we can still finish top sure. two or even win it. But you know, we we got to get we got to get we got to. It's it's like a it's like there's something just holding them back, and I I think they just need to go out and have the perfect game. I know that's yeah, you know I know that's. It, it's pie in the sky stuff, but look, they got to go. There's no problem taking draw. I can take a draw off anyone, but yeah. when you're shooting yourself in the foot, it's it's criminal. That's, that's that's really Hopefully, we I get out of it. I think, in the interest of fairness as well, <clears throat> I think we'll get the predictions of the other two boys and we'll get that posted up on social media during the week. So, we're not coming to this game. If they um, get it, we'll the end of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Without the two boys, Boys, we've probably done the longest show, so I don't know what that says. <laughs> uh, well, what Wayne showed about Martin Lawler. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to just say, you know, and, and a huge thank you to, to Martin Lawler tonight. I think, um, listening to his talking about passion, uh, and yeah. his passion about football and and mental health awareness tonight. I think it's been really invaluable. And, and thanks for anyone that stayed on and, and and has watched the whole show back. I would encourage anybody else just maybe to watch it back because. He talks a lot of sense um, in football in terms and everything else tonight. Um, like you say, I think we should all take a, a bit of the optimism and, and passion that he, he he shows when he's talking about Dundalk Football Club. And we, we could be in a much better place. That's it. And, look, and that's, maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe it's just an attitude change. It could be just flicking a switch. That, that's what we could be talking about. You know, and it's... Like we keep, I keep saying, I've said it six, seven times tonight. When a game starts like that tonight, you have no chance. Like you, yeah. you have to have a lot of luck to come back from two 0 down, no matter who you are. But look, at, we take the positive. You know, like Mark said, you, you got to take the positive. But if we came back from two 0 a couple of weeks ago, that wouldn't have happened. No, so look, that's we go on the play going, and we see what happens. See, now you're getting all my five games unbeaten. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kelly, we will leave it at that, and um, we'll be back um, after this Sligo match, as per usual. Should have a full contingent, all the lads back in. Couple of late injury scares here, and we don't have strength and depth of numbers <laughs> in this squad. Unlike the dog with twenty-two players. Yeah, yeah, we could have we could have done with a few. So. Um, Tune in again. As I said, we'll be back after the Sligo match. And until then, uh, come on to town. <laughs>